0: All of this and more, coming up on Drama School Dropout.
1: I think I've just got uh, some form of niche PTSD. (laughs) It's like I'm going to have to go to the other room and cry again. The first time we ever done the show was in front of a sold-out Webster's Theatre. When Frida started playing with those condoms for the first time, when she was blowing them up. Oh my god. Oh, I don't remember laughing that much in a long time.
0: Josh's dick is basically that big. (laughs) He was nearly
1: taking people's eyes out.
0: That was also the girl that was sick in the dressing rooms.
1: I don't think there'll be a piece of theatre that is received like that by an audience for a long, long time.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week it's episode 177 and a little quick announcement if you hadn't already seen it on my social media. We are now doing two episodes a week, every Tuesday and every Saturday. So double Drama School Dropout from now until the rest of time, all the guests run out, whichever one comes first, but this week I am joined by one of my favourite people on planet Earth, genuinely always a pleasure to chat to this person, so please help me welcome to the podcast, Josh Knowles. Drama school trooper. no graduation day for you, drama school dropper, found your whole course, now try something new. Welcome to the podcast, how are we? I'm very well Ingram, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm tired, but making drama school drop out history today Josh Are we? How? You're only the second person to ever get a second episode Yes You and have
1: Putting that on my acting CV
0: (laughs) Do it, special skills
1: on Spotlight
0: It's not quite first so I'm annoyed about that but I'll take second well, it was Heather was the first that I feel like that was kind of to be expected. A lot rough then.
1: That's fine. Yeah, Do you know what I I mean?
0: like that. we were promoting a play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But how are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in
1: ages, even though it was two days ago. I know I seen you two days ago in rehearsals, Ingram. I feel like I've seen too much of you. If I... No, I am joking. Don't worry.
0: If anything, I've seen too much of you, Josh. Yeah, no, that's literally. We'll
1: get <laughs> into that. I am sure we'll get into that. I am sure we'll uh, fine. Yeah, I am on Sky for Christmas. It's very wet. Uh, very cold. Um, I spent all day in bed yesterday for the first time in about a year, maybe. So that was nice. But yeah, it's nice to be back and just chill out for a bit. It's good. I um spent
0: yesterday editing because I have a I have a lovely life, of and course. then I decided to listen back to our first episode of the podcast, which right. I would highly recommend nobody do.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. just
0: just take this one for its merit, and I was just like fuck. I've got so much better at editing.
1: Yeah, I'm never, ever going to listen to that. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> I don't think you
0: should. I don't think <laughs> you
1: should. Well, my, my, the only thing that
0: I listened back to it for was because I was like, oh, I wonder if he got the stage right or stage shite right. And I was like, oh, and I wonder who he said for his two-hander because I'm going to ask him the same question again and we'll see right. if it's changed. Um, But no, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Actually, no, I would recommend it. Everybody out there listening, we've got a lot of episodes in the back catalogue. Yes. Please go and check them out. They're all listen to
1: everyone. Fantastic. Listen to every single one from the start.
0: It only takes, I think, three days of non-stop listening. That's barely anything. Who doesn't want to listen to my voice for three days? Exactly. <laughs> I do. I do. But how's life? Because I feel like as actors we live this sort of like passing ships in the night kind of life unless we're working together so like we're going to talk about this is where we get off but i feel like as soon as we finished on this is where we get off it was like right bye
1: see you in the rehearsal room in like a year yeah um yeah every so often we'd send like a random snapchat to each other but apart from that we didn't see each other for ages it's weird (laughs) though because it's like it's nice because You don't see these people for ages and then you'll go back and you'll see them again after like a year and it's like nothing's really changed. Like in the rehearsal room the other day when we bumped into Leah, um, who was in This Is Where We Get Off, for those of you who don't know. Uh, I've not seen her since we'd done that of April 2021, was it? No, it was only last
0: year. Was it actually? Jeez. So it was last April.
1: Yeah, and I've not seen her since then and it was just like completely normal because you spend so much time with these people and then you just don't see them again but for some reason as actors we just kind of click back into best mates with these people it's weird i like yeah. that i
0: hadn't seen her since we finished this is where we get off in february um it was nice to see her again um but how's life been because you've had you've had a pretty busy year since you left Bricklethwaite. yes which for contact that's the name of the village and this is where we get off.
1: <laughs> yeah it's been good um i've done i've done a few things i've I done a play up here on Sky with Daniel Cullen, who's been on the Friends show of the before. Pod. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was only we'd done two days with that in June, and then we done a twenty-minute excerpt of it at the Edinburgh Storytelling Centre like two months ago. That was like a quite a political piece about how the Highlands and Islands get treated in Scotland compared to sort of everywhere else, and kind of what's happening to them, how they're changing, and how it's, you know. It's becoming a little bit sad to live here for somebody that's our age. But yeah, that was really fun. Um, And then I'd done a show at the Fringe for the whole, well, a lot of the run anyway, where I played a 40-year-old man
0: I'm still gutted that I didn't get to see it
1: Yeah, it was good, it was a good laugh It was I played a Glaswegian 40-year-old dad with two children who were 14 and 12 Which is funny because when I'm clean-shaven right now, I look 14 anyways
0: <laughs> I remember, like, because I was also doing the Fringe and mm-hmm. one of your children was in my show Yeah and I remember hearing him talk about it. I've even got a new phone, so I can't even pull the messages up. And I was like, no. J- no. <laughs> I was like, surely not. Um, And I think I text you being like, just heard about your show. Have you aged 20 years since yes. I last seen you? <laughs> I remember you sending me that.
1: Yeah, it was... Um, I grew out my beard pretty long and disgusting. And I get a really ginger beard, so I looked very Scottish. Mine goes ginger too, for some fucking yeah. reason. So um, it, it helped me one look older and two helped me realize to never grow my beard that long again because I look disgusting <laughs> but yeah it was a really good experience um to just like get a fringe running that long play a character that I'm probably not going to play again or a type of character that I'm going to play again for like probably 10-15 years yeah so to get hope, fingers well. crossed. <laughs> yeah yeah um so it was good to get that experience in anyways and obviously just acting you know it's it's nice just to be acting, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I was playing a music teacher and I'd quite like to go back to playing the 15-year-olds.
1: Yeah, i seen it and you've got a great rap. For those of you that don't know, Ingram raps You really can
0: well. go and fuck <laughs> yourself. Um, but yeah, I'd like to go back to playing the 15-year-olds that I've not been able to play since I was 12. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I got a bit too old. I think what I want to talk about, and I think what we've got the most to talk about, because it was fucking traumatic, is um, is this is where we get off. Cause yeah. The last time we spoke, we hadn't even started rehearsals yet. And me and Heather had this whole plan of being like, we're going to do a segment on the podcast every month and talk about it and keep people up to date. And it got to like the last two months and it just fell to shit because we were so stressed. (laughs) No time. (laughs) We just, we forgot to finish the updates. Do you know what I mean? But what was it like for you? Because I, I know what it was like as the director and producer,
1: so it was my first actual like professional show. Yeah, um, so I had no, I didn't know what to expect.
0: They do but, not run like that, Josh. Yeah, I know. I know that. That now. is the anomaly.
1: So it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, the rehearsals were really good. You and Heather, I actually thought you and Heather had a really good dynamic. Um, I've always said that you were a bit more scary. Heather was a bit more uh, chilled, but also scary. But as the The stress of the rehearsals. So, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you've spoke about this before.
0: I've never actually, I've alluded to what happened. Yeah, I've never actually sat down because I thought, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to talk about it until Heather came back on the podcast. Um, but you're here now, so let's talk about it. We were basically, we just found ourselves in a position where COVID was always chasing us and we were still in that time period of well if somebody gets covid they need to isolate if somebody gets covid we all need to go and get tested that kind of thing yeah and i think it was in the february i don't know how much i can talk about it on the podcast because obviously it's somebody's health mm. um in the february one of our cast members who played quite a significant role in the play got covid and they were off for a couple of weeks, and they had underlying health conditions. Not that that I'm not hundred percent sure of what they were, so I yeah. can't go into detail anyway. Um, and I think it just took about six weeks for them to get over it. Yeah, and obviously not having a principal cast member for six weeks isn't ideal. Yeah, and like I think between Leah and Heather, they both knew the part just as yeah. well. <laughs> So when when they did come back to rehearsals, I had been sort of chatting to Heather for a couple of weeks and being like, I I genuinely like I don't want to sack anyone, but I genuinely think if she doesn't come back this week, Heather, we have to sack her. And Heather would be like, No, she's got COVID. We can't do that. Do you know what I mean? And I was kind of like, Nah, I think I think we might need to. And then when she did come back, I was sort of like in this place where I was like, Well, she's been off for a while. So surely like she'll like know her lines and we blocked the whole show before she left. So that should be fine. Like surely we can just come back, get into the swing of it. Yeah. But what I don't think I anticipated was just the toll that COVID had had on her. And like, she just didn't know anything.
1: No. Yeah. I think she had, um. I don't know if it's technically long COVID or what, but it really did like knock her out. Um, yeah. But then when we had to recast the, her part, oh my God. How many? How many weeks before the show was it? Like it was nineteen maybe? days. <laughs> now, the part was so big, like it was such a big part. So like ninety percent not ninety percent, fifty percent of the line. Sorry, I'd say
0: about seventy.
1: Um, and then we got the other um, Laura Begley
0: came in Laura and did Begley. it. Who like was literally on her way to her friend's baby shower forward oh, slash yeah. engagement party. And literally turned the taxi around. I
1: forgot about that. She turned up fully glammed up. Yeah, uh, on her first. We're day. all sat
0: there like little fucking street rats.
1: Yeah, because we were so stressed. All of us were just fucking like, like know, in the middle of a twelve-hour rehearsal. Of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then Laura turned up, learned the whole play in nineteen days. Yeah, mental, absolutely insane.
0: It was the most stressful part of my life, and I've noticed that I must have left a lastful. Stressful impression On particularly you Josh Because every rehearsal I walk into you're like Are you stressed today
1: And I'm like no I'm fine We've got time Yeah I think I've just got uh, Some form of niche PTSD (laughs) (laughs) Is Ingram stressed Yeah is Ingram stressed Is Ingram going to have to go to the other room and cry again Oh, That was like
0: the most stressful Two weeks of my life
1: Yeah I was sure That it wasn't going to go ahead I'll be honest. I was like, I, w- I was like, it's going to get cancelled. Like, there's no way this can go, go
0: ahead. With I. <laughs> You've got Heather to thank for that show going ahead.
1: Honestly, if it were me in that position, I would have, I wouldn't have put it ahead. I, I would have gone, nah, let's change the date or cancel it because there's no way we can do this.
0: Well, it was always like we were never going to just cancel it because I had too much fucking money out on it.
1: Yeah. But
0: I was like, we can't do it this week. <laughs>
1: no. We can't Ingram, we didn't do a full run of the show Before we'd gone on stage The first time we ever done the show Was in front of a sold out Webster's theatre And I would just
0: like to say That that is not a reflection On my um, professionalism <laughs> We were just in a really Shit situation And that's just how the cookie crumbled Yeah. Um, And th- then we got to the point Where because of the situation We were in We needed more rehearsals but because we were adding these rehearsals in at, like, a day's notice, Josh couldn't get off work that day. Somebody had this planned, X, Y, Z. So it was, like, the last week, we were, like, a jigsaw puzzle with missing pieces.
1: Yeah. We'd, we'd ran it, like, we'd ran one half, and then we'd ran the other half. I remember that. But um, we'd never put the two together in one And rehearsal. we'd never ran it ran in it, the correct order. Yeah, Um until the day of and you know what all things considered went really well
0: do you know what nobody noticed the mistakes that i noticed
1: yeah so like you're gonna notice the ones that that nobody is gonna notice but but the
0: funny thing is josh yeah so there's a scene where your character had um was supposed to have a phone in the pocket Oh, don't. um And basically the way that the show was set up was like, it was like just a kitchen and a bedroom back then. We don't have a bedroom anymore. Um, And one wing was like the upstairs of the house, like the bathroom shit, all like that. And the other wing was the, the front door. And Josh comes on and the phone starts ringing. And I just remember the look of absolute panic on Josh's face. I was like, oh, he doesn't have a phone. So he went out the front door round the back of the stage, and then came back up through from the top of the house with his phone. So the stage to...
1: manager's phone as well. I was like, somebody give me a phone. Just a bit <laughs> of casual parkour. Not the stage manager's phone, come back through the top of the house, back out and just take the phone call like nothing happened. And I spoke to my mates after. I was like, did you notice that? And they went, no. Yeah, Look, nobody noticed it. And... I ran off the stage. There was nobody on the stage
0: for about 10 seconds. Yeah, but the funny thing was... I took over that role the second time around. Yep. And I did the exact same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Including using Angela's phone. Oh, man. I ran a backstage and went, somebody give me a phone. So funny, because that's but, such a funny bit as well.
0: I've discovered what the issue was. What's that? So basically before that scene you had a scene a costume change where you changed from trackies into shorts and the right. phone was always in your trackie pockets oh, no, there it is. and you took them off I know exactly nonsense. what happened
1: Yeah oh man so stupid
0: But for everybody listening we're going on tour again Josh isn't coming with us this time for yeah, this is where we get time. off and um, but you can get your tickets at www.thisiswherewegetoff.co.uk um but what was your favorite behind the scenes moment that we wouldn't necessarily well i'll probably know about it but the listeners wouldn't
1: it's hard to say because my favorite part of like the actual whole rehearsal process was i don't know if it's a specific memory it's more just like we would finish and we go for a break and then leah would pull out so many snacks
0: from her, from her see i was never here because i i was going for a fag
1: you'd go for a s- cigarette so me leah uh, and uh, Sylvia, we would sit there, and we would uh, not Sylvia, freaking Frida. <laughs> that's our <her> characters' name, <laughs> Leah and Frida. It's so we'd sit there and eat like little uh, chorizo wrapped pieces, chi- no, yeah, pieces of cheese. No, yeah, uh, chorizo wrapped pieces of cheese, or haribo's, or whatever Leah had brought with her, And we would just, you guys would all be gone, and we would just talk about how stressed we were every single time. Or yeah, that's probably my favorite part because that's what me and Heather would
0: do. We'd just talk about how stressed we were while smoking. Yeah, of
1: course. Cause cause you, Robert and Heather would go out for cigarettes. Me, Leah and Frida would sit there and just eat snacks and just be like, Well, this is gonna happen. But yeah, that's probably my favorite memory to mm. think back on because it was a nice little moment during all the stress of not having our not having our, you know, not having a character. We were we were in limbo for a wee while of not having our main character. And then it was just nice to have those little moments where I was like, Yeah, I'll just sit and eat this chorizo mm. and cheese, and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> um, what was your what was your favourite moment in the play? In the play, itself, from the actual show. now. Thinking about, this is going to sound ridiculous, but see the monologue that, that uh, Lip has to do. I had never performed a monologue in front of an audience before that night.
0: Fun. Fuck's sake, I'm popping all your cherries, Josh. I
1: know, because um, when I was at college, our college year got cut short because of COVID. And then we done oh, yeah, of course. a year and a half online. So half my HNC into my HND was all online. So we never... I never performed on the stage at uh, college, ever. That's crazy. Um, Our showcase was done on Zoom. So we'd done done a little bit of monologue work in class and stuff like that, but I'd never actually performed a monologue in front, even in higher drama and stuff, where I'd never done a monologue before. So that one of Lip doing his first monologue, that's probably my favorite moment, memory from it, sorry, from the actual show night, because I was like, oh, this is cool. I've actually Mm -hmm. finally done this part.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think my favorite part, of the whole experience And I think it's because it lacked it So much It's just the moments where we got to fuck about With the play and rehearsals Yeah, Because I think I'm a pretty I've directed This Is Where We Get Off And Flatmates very differently I think And in This Is Where We Get Off I'd just jump up and start improv with you all Yeah And I think those are genuinely some of my favourite moments Especially when like We got what we were looking for
1: that's how she reminded me. I know we were talking about my favourite moment from rehearsals beforehand. I completely forgot when Frida started playing with those condoms for the first time when she was blowing them up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't remember laughing that much. in a long time.
0: I know what my favourite moment is. Yeah. But I don't think I what you want me to talk about it on the podcast.
1: Go for it. Fuck it. So yeah. basically,
0: Josh spent a lot of his time in his boxers in the play. Yes, I did. Yeah. um, To the point where me and Heather were like, He's a bit too naked in this show. Let's give him some clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one. I don't think you want me to tell this story, Josh. I don't remember it. No, go on, tell me. Right. Okay. You're about to learn a lot about Josh, everyone. Basically, because I think it was your first time doing a show. Mm. You were kind of like very early on in the rehearsal process. You were kind of like, I'm gonna start getting running the show in my costumes because mm. you had everything. And we were like, yeah, of course, of course. And I did, as I tell everyone that has to be in underwear in my shows, I do turn around and say there's like two rules. Check your underwear for holes and don't wear white boxes." And there's a multitude of reasons for white boxes. So basically, under lights, they become see-through. And also, they just don't hide anything. Yeah. So we're in rehearsals one day. It was pretty fucking early on, right? And Heather and Leah are just pissing themselves laughing. And I was like, what the fuck are they laughing about? But like I'm trying to actually do some work because this was the one like rare rehearsal where we had everyone. And like Heather wasn't Heather was no, we didn't have everyone because that's why Heather wasn't sat next to me. She was playing Yvonne in the um in the rehearsal. And when she came back and, no, we all clocked it. I'm telling lies. Uh, Josh's dick is basically that big. He was nearly taking people's eyes out. And everyone was pissing themselves. And as soon as everyone noticed, like, none of us could... Unsee it, yeah. We're like, oh, let's laugh at the freak with the huge dick.
1: <laughs> I do remember that now, yeah.
0: I think just the absolute like bizarreness of that situation yeah is why yeah. I think it'll be my favorite.
1: Yeah, I uh a lot of uh my friend's memories from the play involve me just being in my boxers. <laughs> I'll be honest. It
0: could have been worse. It yeah. Could have been worse.
1: It could have been. It could have been.
0: I did actually saying that get messages asking me if you used a prosthetic.
1: Yeah, people asked if I'd stuffed and stuff like that it was uh my friends learned a lot more about me that night anyway hashtag blessed yeah
0: <laughs> I remember being like that to Heather he's not had any clothes on for about four scenes
1: now <laughs> yeah I think um because we never managed to run the play start to finish before. I don't think any of us realised just how long I was in my boxes for in that play. Like an unnecessary amount of time I was spent in just my boxes.
0: But then you also got to a point where you were, there was a scene that was set like it was either in the morning or night and you were just in your boxes. And I think I looked at Heather at one point and I went, I think that's too naked. Yeah. Like, I think he'd probably wear a t-shirt. And Heather was like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got to put a t-shirt on for that one. The, nice.
0: the most naked that you wear was a t-shirt and boxers.
1: Uh, I got changed on stage at one point. I, I'll oh, get I, over yourself. I had to. I had to be fully nude for like, well, not fully nude. Sorry, fully in my boxers for, I don't know, five mm. seconds. But that was it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to incriminate yourself now. Oh God! Did you nick anything from the show?
1: I didn't. I did not nick anything from the show. I'm so disappointed in you. Well, because I knew that you wanted to do it again. So I was like, if I steal anything, I'm literally actually just stealing money from my <laughs> friend.
0: <laughs> oh, I take something from every show that I do.
1: I would have liked to, but um, no, I didn't take anything. What do you
0: want? I'll send you it. I'll bring it to rehearsals.
1: What do I want? Give me that fucking 12-inch long No, you devil. can't <laughs> have that because I'm not replacing that. But if there's anything that you want that's, like, small... No, it's all them. good. Don't worry. You can. I won't. I won't steal anything off you. You've got two shows that you're putting on this year. You need everything that you can get <laughs> to add more chaos to
0: the show. And this, like, can I just also say, like, I don't know what happened that night because, like, what? I don't know if it was a mix of it just being not regular theatre goers because, like, my mates aren't regular theatre goers, was and wild, wasn't it Heather's mates aren't regular theatre go- theater goers, and everyone obviously came out to support us. Yeah, I will pride myself on the fact that we had a banging playlist in that show.
1: Yes, we had a great playlist.
0: It sort of allowed people to think that it was Bongo's Bingo.
1: I just don't know what happened. I don't think people can... Like, I think because... A lot of the folk that went were, like, uh, just mates and stuff like that. Um, or it was maybe half theatre goers, half just, like, friends of ours. The friends of ours were like, oh, fuck it, this is a night out. Let's get stupid."
0: <laughs> yeah. And there was, I threw somebody out of the theatre. I'm not surprised. Because they kept walking from the back row of the theatre. So for, like, everybody's, like, uh, context, the the seats are, like, raked. So, like, the top seats are quite high up and the the stairs are pretty loud. Yeah. And I think this girl had gone out like four or five times by like the end of scene three. Yeah. People were just going to the bar like they were in a nightclub.
1: It was mental, it was insane.
0: I've never seen anything like it. And there was a point where the ushers were like holding people back from coming in. They were like, you can't come in until the scene changed now. And this one girl had went out too many times. And I just walked up to her and I went, and this was out in the, this is the only time I've ever pulled a move like this, by the way. It was out in like the foyer. I could see her coming back in. And I was like, listen, you need to leave. And she was like, what? Like she was a bit drunk. And I was like, you can't go back in there. You're interrupting the show. Who the fuck are you? You're <laughs> not going to let me. And I, there was a, thank fuck, there was a poster on the wall next to me and i went who am i
1: it's me it's
0: my show but that was also the girl that was sick in the dressing rooms
1: well it was like in between the sort of like because the dressing rooms were like as they walked in i remember the dressing room was on the left hand side so they had to walk past the dressing room to get to here. but um that happened as they were all walking in right yeah Yeah.
0: well i think they must have been like close to the last because they were in the bar Um, to come in, and I remember like having a cute idea with Heather. I was like, "Lips like a Josh's character is like a football player. Like it might be really nice to like just have him be a kid like out on the street fucking about with the ball for like five minutes before the show starts." Yeah,
1: little bit minutes, little bit preset. Yeah, Yeah. it's a cute idea. How long did that last, Josh? I think it was about half an hour. I was out. Doing your uppies and playing football on the stage because somebody had spewed and they needed to clean it up before the show could start, <laughs> and I didn't have a clue. I was just out there doing keepy uppies, enjoying my life, and then I was like, I'm "Starting to get a bit sweaty here." I've been up here for a while, and then you came up to the side of the curtain after maybe fifteen minutes, as I, as the ball rolled over, and you whispered something to me, and I didn't. I know told what you, you said. to chill out. I didn't know what you said. I think you told me to chill out, and you told me that something had happened. It was only giving me five more minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, what I was trying to tell you was don't fuck
1: yourself for the show. Just stop. Because I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, okay, Ingram's just said something. Probably don't know what's going on. I'll just keep doing keepyuppies because he's not forced me off the stage yet. Half an hour went by and then the show actually starts. And I'm in the first scene after about six lines. I come on and I'm like fully sweating. coming Yeah, but (laughs) But that's what
0: I whispered to you. I was like, just calm down.
1: But it worked though because my character was coming back from football training. So, it makes sense why I'd be so See, we,
0: we weren't actually stupid we didn't we didn't know what we were doing,
1: but um I remember there was uh talking about how mental the crowd was and how how stupid and half the people were i there was a there was a break where I wasn't in two scenes, and I really needed a toilet so i I ran to go to the toilet quickly, like so the way that the stage was there was the backstage and then there was a bit out to some toilets for the performers, yeah um, Nobody should be down there. And I go out there and then there's just somebody fucking, some random fucking person from the crowd who's steaming, who was like, oh, you're doing really well. I'm enjoying I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: I did not know this.
1: Yeah, I was like, somebody who's watching the play has somehow managed to get backstage into the performers bit, like where the toilets and stuff are, where the female dressing room was. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I was like, you can't be you need to go trying to communicate this to her while I'm trying to pee to run back to get ready for the next scene that I'm going to be on. It was wild. And then when the, the songs would play in between all of the scenes, it was like- Everybody a,
0: would just get up and dance. It was like
1: a nightclub. It was mental. It really was. It's. I don't think there'll be a piece of theatre that is received like that by an audience for a long, long time again. No, I don't think wild. it ever
0: will be. <laughs> no, And I don't think there ever has been an audience reaction like that.
1: Yeah. It was weird. It was like we would have just done like a, a really dramatic scene about say it's me and Frida and we were talking about, you know, her her dementia and all that sort of stuff. Let, lights go down for that scene. Fucking, fucking random song. Venga comes boys
0: on. comes on. Everyone's the Venga come. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gonna fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it was. It was genuinely like I know I'll never experience that again. Because yeah, I've learned the lessons on how to fucking stop it. Um, yeah. like now in your pre show announcement you tell them that the bars closed until the interval. Yeah. That that's what I do now, but I don't think like I'll never
1: Nah. It was, uh, this is what I mean. Like it's my first show. I, I remember thinking, I was like, is this the normal? Is this no. is this
0: <laughs> is But this... what a story to have.
1: Yeah, it's great. As your first show. Really was funny. Like my it first was... show was
0: pretty fucking boring. Was it? Well, I flew back in from L.A. and did my first college production, jet-lagged oh, as fuck. This, yeah. And when I wasn't on stage, I was asleep in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just come off stage and I'd just go I'd just go back into the dressing room yeah. and just have a little nap. Okay. Um, but a question that I asked you the last time that you were on the show, and I'm going to ask you again, and I know what your answer was. If a cast and director came to you tomorrow and said, listen, I want to do a two-hander with you in the West End, but I don't know who I want to put you with. Mm. And you can pick anyone in the world as long as they're alive to be your co-star. Who are you picking?
1: God, I'm interested to know who I picked last time. Uh, who am I pick- is it? Uh... I want to see
0: if you pick the same one.
1: Is it dramatic or is it comedic? And The show's going to be written around you. Okay. So who would I want to act next to the most? Well, uh, oh, I've got two. I'm going to go with Steve Carell or uh-huh. Michael B. Jordan. You're not a consistent king. Did I say, like, Will Ferrell, I sat in last time? David Tennant. David Tennant, that's a good answer. Maybe I would go David Tennant, actually. <laughs> you know, I've been watching a lot of Steve Carell recently, right? I've For some reason, um, a lot of the movies that I've been watching just seem to involve Steve Carell at the moment. And, my God, he's so good. He's so funny in The Office, but then you'll watch a movie like Beautiful Boy with Timothy Chalamet. And, oh, he's so good. He's so sad and so depressed. Oh, it's same just a bro brill- he's a brilliant actor so i'm like regardless of what the if it's going to be comedic yeah. or dramatic, he can do both so it's fine um and i just like michael b jordan i think he's sick as fuck
0: mine has always been the same everybody knows it at this point it's catherine Tate.
1: you have told me that before yeah she's brilliant too though, but
0: too. i've got like a mount Rushmore. all right of like actors that i love yeah. and would love to work with and it's It's changing the latest. Like David Threlfall and Catherine Tate are like the two permanent ones, and then like the other three sort of like swap around. Currently, it's Ed McVeigh.
1: He told me about Ed McVeigh at rehearsals the other day.
0: Yeah, but you didn't know who he was,
1: Prince William. Yeah, you're only saying because you fancy him. No, I don't. Uh,
0: Very (laughs) professional. Ed, come on the podcast. (laughs) Um, he's also a really good actor, but also yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. Would, of course not, no. I would not say no. Does this mean you have a young Prince William sort of thing? No. So Ed McVeigh's on there just now because I think he's great. Sean Connor's become a pretty solid staple on my Mount Rushmore.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, I think he's a great actor.
1: He is brilliant, to be fair.
0: Um so it's like Catherine David saying this like they're all my mates. Yeah. Ed and Sean and then it sort of just like sparkles like I saw that. Did you see the video of um Judy Dench on the Graham Norton show the other day?
1: She does the um the sonnet, the Yeah. Shakespeare piece. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That's what
0: sick. I aspire to be. So like Judy Dench is up there. Oh, well, right. She does the Graham Norton
1: show where everybody there is like there for a good time and she just captures the whole fucking audience with a shakespeare Mm. sonnet just out of nowhere because graham
0: norton's like can you can you do a sonnet and she's like can you give us something and she's like i'll do a sonnet the whole room silent
1: yeah mental
0: i just i've got it on my light tiktok so i just go and watch it when i need a little (laughs) serotonin boost We're going to play a game. This is, you've played it before. It's stage right or stage shite. And it's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth and have been submitted by listeners. One of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer, Heather, who you obviously know. I've got the answer in an envelope. Number one, our school actively encouraged us to audition for Love Island so they could market us as famous stars of their shows. Number two, my lecturer told me to sit in a bin during rehearsals because my acting was shit and then he marks me down because I refused. Number three, and I hope this one's the lie, I ended the prank war to end all prank wars in the 90s by calling in a bomb scare on my best friend's opening night of Panto.
1: That's horrible because they all suck.
0: The Love Island one, he and Meow, I can't imagine any reputable drama school being like, Hey Josh, can you just go and do a summer in the villa? yeah me neither if i went on love island let's just say this was three years ago like tommy fury era when people were actually making money off of that show and a lot and it wasn't a lottery because now you go on and maybe you'll make a little bit of money
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: if i was going on during like the highest era and earning millions of pounds i'm not going back to drama school
1: no you're not you whatever you're doing you're not doing that again
0: yeah, uh, I'm not going back to be the famous star of their drama school show.
1: No, exactly. Could I see some somebody saying that? I could, to be honest. Oh, 100%. So, I'm going to say that one's true.
0: I the, think that, b- that the bin one, I feel like Leah told me to get in the bin a couple of times. <laughs> so, she didn't, I promise. So
1: in this in this in this one you said the person got told to sit in the bin because their acting was that bad. My lecturer told me to sit in a bin during
0: rehearsals because my acting was shit. And then he marked me down because I refused. I want to
1: think it's not true. No, I believe that. But some fucking some drama school lecturers are absolutely insane. Batshit, like, batshit like, crazy. Men, to the point where they're like, "Yeah, this is going to be so. so this is going to speak to the man. This it's is going to avant garde." Yeah, this is this is the acting world. You need to get used to it. Um. So I could see that happening. I'm going for number three because I don't think calling in a bomb
0: scare is a prank. I think that's a crime.
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, it is a prank. Uh, no, sorry, it is a crime, and you go to jail if you called it a bomb scare. I think three is so wild, so out there that somebody's trying to throw us a curveball, and I'm prank. gonna I'm gonna try and beat them, and I'm gonna say that that's true, and I'm gonna say that the bin one is a lie. I'm going number two. I'm gonna be so annoyed if I've because it, it's obviously three, but I'm gonna say it's if, two.
0: If you played this game twice, Josh, and haven't got it right, give up. Number one. Oh, for fuck's we sake. We were both wrong
1: again. <laughs> oh, what the hell? That's so believable as well, number one. I knew it. Josh, the next show
0: you do that's not mine, I'm going to call in a bomb scare. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we've we got a closing tradition on the podcast where I mm. asked the previous guest to leave a question for the current guest. They don't know who they're asking and you won't know who you're asking. But the question that's been left for you today is, would you rather give up bread or potatoes?
1: Potatoes, 100% one million wait does that include chips
0: yes and crisps
1: i'm still going potatoes i eat so much bread yesterday woke up two slices of toast had lunch it was um soup four slices of bread and a roll then dinner yeah i know dinner chicken burgers
0: how are you skinny
1: i've ridiculous amount of exercise
0: Right, okay, I don't do that, that makes sense. (laughs) I I do the other part, the ridiculous amount of eating. Yeah. But I don't do the second part. See, I thought about this and it really boiled down to two things. Right. Did I want to give up a Sunday roast? Because you can't have a roast without potatoes. True. Or do I want to give up pizza? Does that count? Does that count? uh, Yeah, it's bread. It's dough. It's bread. And I think I've came to the conclusion that I can't give up a Sunday
1: roast. Interesting.
0: So I think I am going to say goodbye to bread.
1: That's that's sad.
0: That's sad. And I'm so glad that, like, I did have to remind myself that this is just hypothetical.
1: I just couldn't do it, you know? I eat far too much. Like, you'd have to count wraps and stuff like that as well, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. I have fucking mashed potato with my Nando's.
1: Nando's mash is class. So I... Couldn't give that up. You're you're giving up burritos. You're giving up. You're giving up so much. But crisps, yeah, mashed potato, roast potato, chips, chips, chips would be the one that I think. But you can just have sweet potato fries instead. No, that's a potato. I've realised that as soon as I said sweet potato fries. <laughs> yeah, I'd work around it. I could, I could live without chips. I couldn't live without bread. I don't think I could live without either. If I'm being completely, oh well, yeah, hundred percent. I eat, so, I eat baguettes. I eat so much, like. Oh, I, even the thought of it's making me sad.
0: I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm Actually, I've realised I've not eaten yet today and this conversation's made me quite hungry. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I woke up 10 minutes before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: what question would you like to leave for the next guest? doesn't have to be about acting, can literally be about anything you want.
1: But yeah, what's coming up next for you? Nothing confirmed, to be fair. Um, had a few, you know... I don't know if I can say that, actually, but... Um, You're
0: living the life of an actor, going on auditions.
1: Yeah, auditioning, just see, it, taking it as it comes. You know, mm. waiting for the next one, see how it goes. I mean, yeah, mm. nothing, nothing major. I want to try and write something this year. I feel like I say that every every month, but I'd like to try and write something. I think while I'm home, I was like, because I'm home now for two weeks, I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some time aside because I'm not gonna be doing anything, and I'll just write. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I was like, I cannot be fucked opening that laptop and doing anything like that. So we'll see if I actually get that done But uh, I don't know, we'll just see I want to try and be a lot more creative this year And do more stuff that isn't just acting mm. So uh, we'll see, I don't know Where can
0: everyone follow you on social media To keep up to date with what you're doing?
1: They can find me on Instagram, Josh Knowles underscore, underscore. Same on Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter all that much um, If you want, just follow me there I mean, you won't see many posts or anything like that I want to get better at using my Twitter actually But I never do I think but, Twitter's um... on its way out, don't worry about it Pretty busy on the old Instagram, so, so follow mm-hmm. me on Rolls underscore underscore.
0: But no, genuinely, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy Christmas schedule on the Isle of Skye, sitting this in bed all day. The only
1: thing I'm going to do today, so it's <laughs> been fine by me. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me again. It's been, it's been a pleasure.
0: Genuinely, it's always a pleasure. As I tell people quite regularly, you're one of my favorite people, so you're welcome back anytime. Next week? Next week, yeah. It, it will be I'm it three. will be I'll go
1: for the, three-peat, the first person to be on three times. Yeah.
0: It will okay. be the twenty-seventh, but I'll I get the train home from Newcastle and then we can we can chat good after good. that. I'll That's leave good. my lighting and all that set up and yeah. <laughs> I'll walk right in the door. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 177 completed. Thank you so much to Josh for coming on the podcast. And make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find all the links you need down in the show notes below. And if you're enjoying the podcast, why not tell someone about it? Leaving us a rating and a review on the show will recommend us to other listeners and help the podcast grow, and it means the absolute world. So please, please, please do that. And if you've got a story for Stage Right or Stage Right, you can email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com Or go down into the show notes and click the link to the Google form and submit your story completely anonymously. Thank you so much for continuing to support Drama School Dropout. It means the absolute world. And don't forget that we are now doing double episodes every week, every Tuesday and Saturday at 6am. But until then, have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you I must drop out Front your whole course, now try something
1: new I must drop out